Hi, I'm Claude Call. And I'm Sean Gallagher. We've both written huge numbers of articles about the movies. No, no, that was just me. Okay, yeah, he's the pro and I'm the schmo, but we are both passionate about the subject. And that's why you should tune in to the Words and Movies podcast. We pick two films that appear to be different and talk about the things that they have in common. We release a new show every other week and you can subscribe through most podcast platforms. Find us on the web at wordsandmovies.com. Today we're talking about season 16, episode 7 of The Bachelorette. It's Tasha's season. That's right, it's time to batch it up. Welcome back to Batch It Up. My co host is Sarah, and of course, my name is Axel. Sarah, how are you doing? I am doing great. How are you, Axel? I'm doing fantastic. We just finished our interview with Henry from Married at First Sight. So if you have, if you missed that in the feed, go and find it. Go to DVRpodcast.com. Follow us on the Instagram. We're going to be super famous now. We got Henry, baby. I know. That was such a fun interview. Was I was I was very nervous for some reason, even though, you know, I've been chatting with Henry for a little bit. But still, it was, you know, it was different than our, our normal pod. But it was so fun, and we are so excited we were able to bring that to you guys. Yeah, I was just saying to my wife, I felt more nervous that I wanted to make sure he was comfortable. Yeah. You know, because he's such a nice guy. Like, you're so used to reality shows, the drama person, but he was like that rare, real person, and he was so nice and honest with us that I just wanted Mm -hmm. to make sure that I wasn't pushing too much, or I just wanted to make sure he was having fun. Yeah. It seemed like he did. Henry is just like the nicest dude, and we're just so appreciative that he wanted to join us on on the pod. So hope you guys go enjoy that episode. Um, but we are back on schedule with with our Bachelorette season. Yeah. Um, so we're excited to jump on into this week's episode with you guys. Well, before we do that, we do have yeah. a little bit of news. Yes, our girl Caitlin Bristow is the yep. Dancing with the Stars champion. I am so excited. We have back to back Bachelorette Dancing with the Stars champions. We had Hannah Brown last season and we have Caitlin Bristow this season. Bachelor Nation coming through. Uh, you know, last season, folks, you know, could have said Hannah Brown may or may not have deserved the mirror ball. But I, tr- I really think, uh, you know, it was between Caitlin Bristow and Neve Shulman from Catfish. Neve, Neve was phenomenal. Um, a lot, a lot of people do think he, think he probably should have won. But I, I think Caitlin was just so good throughout the whole competition. I, I think she, she deserved to win. And you know, Bachelor Nation are not behind her. I think she was a phenomenal dancer throughout the whole competition. And I'm just so happy for her that she won. This is a dream of hers. It's a dream of mine. I am just so, <laughs> I am so happy for her that, and I was able to live vicariously nice. through her and seeing Jason Tardick, her boyfriend, just supporting her the whole time, honestly. And he wasn't even able to be in the studio at all. So he was having to oh, actually. Wow. He was having to watch it on Zoom because he was on the West Coast, and so he wasn't able to watch it live. So he was having to watch the East Coast feed of it on a Zoom every single week. So seeing his support for her and seeing like their bond, this whole journey, I am just a Caitlin and Jason fan through and through. I hope they get engaged soon. I just... 
I am all in on them and I hope we see more of them going forward. That's awesome. Well, we'll see if Tasha yeah. is going to be make it three in a row, right? I mean, is, is there going to be time? Yeah, there'll be time for her to be on the next season of Dancing with the Stars. It just ended. Well, I'm they they probably won't have another season of Dancing with the Stars until next fall. Okay. So who knows who will be yeah. the flavor of the month at that point. You know, we'll have True. already have Matt, Matt James and another Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise at that point. So who knows who's going to be, you know, the, the main person in Bachelor Nation at that point that they'll put up for dancing with the stars at that point you know yeah i know we're, so, we're going going into it's like we talked about on our last episode two days ago they're gonna have like a bachelor glut there's gonna be like too many characters here to keep yeah. track of and too much drama and too many people to put on other shows and interviews a lot of people are gonna you know have to make sure that they're on the Instagram and doing whatever to keep relevant and, and stay with the bachelor nation because yeah, it's going to be like three, four seasons. Yeah. When there's gonna be, there's gonna be so many people yeah. to choose from at that point there. It's going to be whoever, I don't know. It's going to be whoever is kind of the most popular person in the franchise at that point. So mm-hmm. maybe it would be Tasha at that still. I don't know. I mean, cause obviously, well, I guess Hannah Brown, her season was in May, and then it just kind of kept. There was yeah. a there was a break for her, wasn't there? Was, there? there was a break. No, it, like, it was her bachelorette season was in the spring, and then it was Paradise, and then they threw her, and then she she made like a brief appearance on Paradise for Demi, I think, right? And then they threw her yeah. on Dancing with the Stars, yeah. So it was pretty. It was pretty consistent, yeah. Because I remember she was saying, oh, no, no, she was on Colton. That's what it was. She was on Colton season, yep. then she was Bachelorette, and then she was on Dancing with the Stars. So I remember she was like, I've been on your television for a year straight. That, that's what I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess we'll have to see. That's good for her. And I mean, she – now, she has she had a background in dance and, and yoga and stuff, didn't she? Hannah Brown? No. Oh, Oh, okay. Oh, Caitlin. Yes. Yeah, Caitlin. Yeah, she, yeah. yeah. So that's, you know, that was kind of a natural fit. And yeah. that's cool. They like to keep it in the family. That's good for her. Very yes, good. Congratulations, Caitlin. Yes, I was very, very happy. I, I let out a shriek that I did not realize I, I uh, <laughs> had that much excitement uh, when they announced her as the winner. I was like, oh, okay. I was awesome. I knew I was going to be excited. I didn't realize I had that much excitement in me for, for her to win. And you um, the catfish but- guy was going against her? Yeah, he was very good. How so is he that also, show still on the air? I cannot believe that there's that many people who are still catfishing or it's that – like that mm-hmm. show, is, that's like in the 20th season. I remember when that documentary came out. Yeah. So he had a bit of, of a dance background as like a child as oh, well. okay. Um, he was saying like to help with his like ADHD when he was like oh, in, in like elementary me. school. Yeah. He um, was put into dance classes, but – he kind of stopped doing it in high school, so he hadn't really done it since then. But I still, you know, I guess you know, you, you still have the the base oh. of it. Yeah. Um, Did you ever do dance that. when I was a kid? Yeah. Um, yeah. So in elementary school, and then sports took over. Um, okay. So I, I kind of kicked myself that I quit and you know 
went more the sports route. Um, sometimes like when I'm like watching dancing with the stars, I'm like, Oh man, like I wish I would stuck <laughs> with it, but you know, Fun. you, you make decisions as a kid that, you know, in the, you're like, Oh, I, you know, want to stick with this one sport or this one sport. And then as an adult, you're like, man, like, like, I wish I would have like been a, I wish I would have stuck with an instrument. I, I wish I was, I knew how to play an instrument now, but yeah. I just like, as a kid did not want to practice know, at all I you know, know i know i want to but try. i wish i knew how to play i wish i knew how to play the piano that's what the, i was just gonna or, say piano. or the guitar or something yeah. but i just i just didn't want to put the work in when i was a kid so. i did quite a lot of dancing when i was a kid i don't really? have, I, have i ever talked about this on this show before i was actually I don't think so. okay so my first experience with tv and what got me into making movies on my own when I was like around 10 or so is when I was like nine, 10 till maybe I was about maybe 12 or 13. I was in a thing called Kathy's cable kids in New wow. Jersey. And we did a weekly public access show. And we also did, um, events in around towns. We did the Christmas tree lightings, the special Olympics, and we were like, putting on like dare shows like don't do drugs kids <laughs> like, like were you in the local mickey mouse club is this that what is what uh, that, yes and i was a little bit of the star i mean i have Asshole. to admit it i mean i had the big red hair and the buck teeth and i was like all like howdy everybody <laughs> i was like and i would get up there and sing i sang uh, uh we it was like the Christmas tree lighting and I think Union Mountainside, a bunch of New Jersey towns, and I sang a, a solo, and we did all these. Uh, we did tons of dance routines. So for me, when I think about dancing, what I remember is learning the routines. You know, like one, two, right. back, front, and just getting that robotic, just getting the motion and be able to just do it faster and faster. And I used to love it. That's what I loved to do. I didn't really so much think I was the best dancer, but I liked doing like memorizing the movement. Mm -hmm. I found that and like then putting something new, a twist into it. And I kind of got into dance. So uh, I used to watch, I never watched Dancing with the Stars, but we used to watch, um, what was the? Uh, so you think you can dance? Yes. We watched yeah. like 10 seasons of that. And I, I used to get up and just do a interpretive dance to begin every mm -hmm. show. I love dance. Yeah, that's fun. Well, dance and a, a lot of a lot of the pros on Dancing with the Stars have come from So You Think You Can Dance, apparently, which cause okay. I, I actually have never really watched. Is Twitch so on there? He was a big guy. So he he's on Ellen. Um, okay. Oh. But yeah, yeah, you didn't know that he's on Ellen. No, he's Ellen's not like. Um, like DJ, I guess is his awesome. technical title. Um, cause he like did that dance with Ellen a few years ago and they became good friends. And so now he, um, is like her DJ and he'll like co or he'll, um, fill in as a guest host every so often. So yeah, Twitch has definitely, um, come into his own for sure. Um, but a lot of folks, I don't, I think, um, uh, Okay, oh, so I can't think of exactly who. Um, Lindsay Arnold, I think, was one that came from. Okay, you can dance, and a couple others that are on there. Um, 
but that's kind of their pool, I think, lately of where they're pulling from. I think at first, like the first seasons of Dancing with the Stars, um, not so much because I don't think that show existed, obviously. But um, lately, that's been where they pull from. But yeah, one day. That's my dream. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Let's get to somebody else's dream that has been yeah, deferred. True. We started off with this episode with your boy, Ben, talking about his dream. He's still upset that he didn't talk to Tasha. Well, I mean, you know, the producers got to him on that one, man. <laughs> but he, I mean, he missed his moment, but he, he will redeem himself for sure. Yeah, it comes back up. Um, yeah. What did you think of this episode overall? What are your initial feelings on it? I thought it was a solid episode. I was sad. We lost some solid guys this episode, yeah. which I, you know, you know, it, it was inevitable. We, you know, it was time to start making some bigger cuts, um, but still sad to see uh, some fan fav- fan favorites go. Um but we finally started to to see uh, the dark side of Noah. Uh, like I knew, I knew it was going to come. Um, but overall, I think solid episode. Um, no, no complaints. Uh, you know, we're we're back on our normal yeah. normal uh, schedule, like we were talking about last week. So it's it, you know, it's nice to just see a good old normal episode of the bachelorette again. Yeah. <laughs> like I we agree. were talking about last week. That's how know? I feel. It was really fun. I think there was, you know, a little bit of stupidity with, um, with Noah. And there was a little bit of a carryover of some stupidity with, I guess, Ed now is he's not mad at Jason anymore. He's mad at Noah, you know, like Ed always has to be mad at somebody. Well, I mean, you can tell the producers are like, oh, we can mess yeah. with this guy. Like, exactly. it, wow, they had him running all over the resort. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> they just they just know they can mess with yeah, poor Ed. They really can. Oh but I, overall, I felt it was really good. We got to know a lot of people. And I was actually about halfway through the episode. And I remember thinking to myself, I was thinking about you. And I was like, hey, you know what we can say on this episode? I know who all these guys are now. Yes, I, I felt like I knew like they did a good job of kind of in the beginning of the episode, bringing up some dudes we hadn't seen a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. um, and kind of bringing us up to speed, letting them talk a little bit. They had a, they did a lot of cutting back to the mansion or not the yes. mansion. I should say whatever, well, wherever the dudes the resort. are. Yeah, the yeah. resort, the guy yeah. part of the resort, the boy zone. Right. Um, which I thought was cool. And I just felt like they did a really good job of like, yeah, we were saying like settling back into a regular episode last week. I had, was a little too much Ed and chase in this one. She got good time with people. I thought this first group date where they're like, Hey, let's write a song for her. Uh, mm-hmm. this, you know, this could be fun. I thought that was kind of cute. Um, I, yeah, I mean, clearly, like we've been saying, they're having to get creative with what they have. And so, you know, they, they only have so much space to work with. And I thought this was, this was nice. And it was kind of funny. And they, you know, it was, they were competing for a one-on-one, but it was still kind of a group date. So I thought that was, I kind of liked that. Honestly, I think there should be a little bit more of that. Like, all right, let's have a little bit of a group date during the day so we can all hang out but let's you know 
the nighttime make it about one person, you know? Yeah. yeah. I thought so it was I, kinda, cool. I, I, I liked that aspect of it. Yeah. And I, I, when, when Chris Harrison first said, we've got a bit of a competition, I was going to be like, oh man, more wrestling, more macho stuff. Like do something interesting. Like you have to write a little song. I thought it was a cute way to get to know the different people. Yeah. Um, it was hilarious how, Kenny, the boy band guy, was writing a boy band song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like I, H for heart, E for I really thought he would be a lot better for like his profession, but yeah. I'm like, okay, I guess you don't need to have a, a good voice. To, I, I mean, we've never heard Simon Cowell sing, so I, mean, I guess you don't, really need, oh. you don't really need to know. Yeah, they were, yeah, have- these guys, they were all terrible. Like, I don't, I know Ivan ended up winning, but I think that they all were just, it, that's what was made it kind of funny. Yeah. Is none of them were any good at all. Though I will say, I kind of still have mocha latte stuck in my head. <laughs> I mean, that, that was a good one. I liked that one the best. A mocha latte. It had like a good little, and he, you know, all, they all had like a kind of scared to sing voice. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. They were all, I mean, they were all terrified. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of cracked me up. I thought, I thought we needed a little bit of humor. Um, yeah. Um, it was light. Yeah. It was fun. It was harmless. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's what we needed, especially too, because once they got into the date and it was, you know, our guy, Ivan, who we, you know, kind of early on, well, early on for Tasha was thinking it looked like they were hit it off. Yes. He wins. And uh, then we have a date, which I clocked at almost 35 minutes. Oh, wow. Ta- it was, I think it was either 25 or 35 minutes of the episode was this one date. This was very long. And obviously what everybody's talking about is the talk that they had about Black Lives Matter and their backgrounds and being biracial. Um, but before we get to that, I just thought that they, they really, I mean, I'm, I'm really caught between Brandon and Ivan. Brendan. Brendan. I did it again. Okay. Brendan. <laughs> the worst. Brendan <laughs> and Ivan. I'm kind of caught. Like every time she's with one of them, I'm like, hey, this could really work out. But I felt like Ivan was still a little bit more into it than she was on the love tip. But I thought they oh, had a really, really? – yeah, I, I just kind of felt that way. But I felt they had – the hot lava thing was fun. They, yeah. He was so happy to just spend time with her. But what, – What did you just call it? The hot lava? Yeah, hot lava. It's, no, it's called the floor is lava. That, no, listen, I, I, have, I have this in my notes that back in the day, we used to call it hot lava. The TV show on Netflix is called The Floor is Lava. But back in the way back day, and let's say I'm 46, so I started playing that when I was about five or six, so 40-something years ago, we would call it hot lava. When Ever since I was a child, which is, you know, 20-some 20, <laughs> years ago, it's all, I've always called it the floor is lava. It That's what we've always called it. Okay, let me ask you a question. What's the night before Halloween? The night before Halloween. What do you call uh, it? 
Hollow's Eve. I mean, I don't really call it anything. All is it Hollow's Eve? I well, don't know. Tradition, like I call it mischief night, and I know some people call it like some other like. Uh, what was it? Some like Luli night or I don't know, even in Jersey we had, it's probably regional. Like, I know, mean, so- I don't, I don't really have any, I don't really, I don't, we, we don't call it anything special that I'm aware of. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Bad, well, that was a bad example then, but yeah, we used to call it hot lava. That's okay. What we, fair we, enough. Yeah, fair we, enough. Yeah. Is that, is that a Jersey thing? Maybe that's what I'm saying. Okay. It's probably just okay. a Jersey thing. That's we fair. shortened that's it. Fair. We just shortened it to hot. Lava. The floor is lava It's too long. <laughs> it's very long. Um, there was also something else I wanted to mention about their date, which was that was the biggest, nastiest looking ice cream Sunday. Yeah, that did not look good. Oh, God, man. That looked like, oh, that gave me a little stomachache. It looked like a hospital ice cream sundae or something. It just was like, I was not into that. No, it was, mm, it did not look appetizing. Normally, I'd be like, oh, here we go. No, No, that was not. I didn't like it. All right. So now let's talk about the serious part. What did you think of their whole talk they had? I mean, I thought it was great. I yeah. thought it was refreshing. At first, I I wasn't really sure how Tasha was going to react because it she kind of hesitated, and I I was like, are they going to cut to commercial? Like what? Like how? What's about to happen here? And so I was a little nervous what was about to happen. But I thought it was it was great that they one showed the. I guess I, I'm assuming they showed the whole conversation. Didn't seem like it was really edited at all. Um, and it was nice to see a real honest conversation. And that's kind of something I've been seeing a lot with Tasha is, and I, I don't know if it's just something I, I haven't been noticing before. I, I feel like she is asking the real questions of others and, and whatnot and trying to get to know these, the real people um, mm-hmm. on this. And I think it's, I think it's great. And I think this conversation was wonderful to see and that the fact that they um, aired it and um, I just, it was great to see overall. I I totally agree. I thought that this was one of, it's crazy. This season you had Jason being so honest so early, which really caught me off guard. And this conversation was so emotional. The thing for me that I thought was so important was it was not a political discussion. It was an emotional discussion. Absolutely. They it was did, about them as people yes. and yep. their their experiences. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what touched me so much. And that's what I thought. Like, I'm always thinking that is that um, so often these things become uh, framed in politics, which, of course, it has to do with politics. But when you're talking about it as a human being, to hear her crying and just saying, I was, I have tried to be something to please other people because I didn't look like them. Absolutely. Um, A simple thing like that. And that can be in so many different ways interpreted. Like if you just heard me say that, right. Mm -hmm. Um, But it just, that's what it's about, right? Like people and emotions and human beings and the literal stress that racism can put on people, right? Um, mm-hmm. 
and communities, which we know it does, I thought was so interesting. And them talking about their biracial backgrounds. And, you know, he's like, don't you know any Filipinos? <laughs> like, I just, I thought that kind of talk on The Bachelor, which is real stuff, yeah. was really great to see. Um, and I Absolutely. thought Tasha handled it great. He handled it great. Um, I just, I thought it was, and like you said, the way they presented it was very naturalistic right? in the editing. So I was noticing, I was like, they're not really doing a lot of jump cuts here or awkward. Like this is very smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was great. But I do have to say on the love side, I still did just get this feeling that he was more into her than she was into him. I guess. I, I don't know if I necessarily noticed that or not. I'll have to Maybe I'll have to pay attention to that more. I, I felt like it was pretty even. Okay. I could be um, wrong. I could be projecting. Yeah. Um and it could also just be that it's early in the contest as it is, right? And right. this isn't she doesn't want it to be like Dale and Claire, where she's so obvious about her feelings. Right. Maybe that says something about it too. But this was just a great date. I was really cool. I'm glad that people are talking about it. And the interesting thing is that they never mentioned the show itself and the pressure of her being like the first black woman that's the bachelorette, right? Or biracial woman that's the bachelorette. They talked around it, but they didn't quite nail that exactly. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, she's not the the first black woman. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I, I I'm yeah. sorry. That's absolutely. Oh, yeah. You're right. I'm telling. You, I forgot about Rachel. But yeah. she's only. But still, she's only the second. Right. And the show itself has a history with it. Right. That they didn't. They they're not ready to talk about that on the show yet. I don't. Think. Right. Yeah. They're not ready to address the elephant yes. in the room yet. Yeah. You're right. And it's, and it's fun. You know, here I go, here I go forgetting, but that's just because in my mind, it's such a rarity, you know? Um, but it's a good thing. You got Matt coming up. We, Oh, by the way, did you see the other, it was a couple of new bits of footage. Yes. Yeah. So (laughs) I mean, they're showing us a little bit more and then I did see, um, a headline. I don't think this is a spoiler, but Chris Harrison was saying that the Matt James kind of has has like a rude awakening at some point during Ooh. his his season. So I don't I didn't click into the article because I was like I don't know what's going to be in this article, but it was just a headline <laughs> that I saw. Um, and so um, that I I'm curious what the rude awakening will be for Matt James. Mm, um, I wonder. But I wonder. I know a lot of people um, online are talking about how they're they're talking about how they're saying you know Matt James is pushing 30 and has never been in love and how that's a, a strange uh, way to push his season or whatever. Um, and I just, I'm like, I don't know, just let it, let it be, you know, what? Let's, just, <laughs> let's just go into the season and see how it is. I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah. like, everyone was like, Oh my gosh, like you've, you're pushing 30. You've never been in love. Oh my God. Like, it's like, all right, calm down. Like chill out. Yeah. That's like <laughs> all the other guys who are on the bachelorette right yeah, it, now. It, it's are, not that big of a you deal. Don't, yeah. And people define love in different, whenever people say that on this show or other shows, 
I mean, even when you talk to friends, you're like, have you ever been in love? I don't know, maybe really. And then you remember them like two years ago being like, this is the love of my life. Yeah, you know what exactly. I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, whatever, you don't know. But yeah. I like that they they're, uh, that they they gave us a little bit more of that. But to wrap up that convo they had, great stuff. Yes. Glad they had it. Hope they have more of it. Um, and I think that that's definitely a connection that they share, um, Mm -hmm. but that's not always, you know, that doesn't make love. You know what I mean? Like we still got to see what happens. And as the, as the, uh, dates go on, she is having some connections with a bunch of other dudes. Right. I know every time she's like individually with one of these guys, I'm, I'm trying to picture, her at the end with them. Yeah. And I don't I don't normally do that this early on. I I normally am just kind of like letting the process run its course. Um, but I'm trying to be like, ooh, like her and Ivan sitting on the couch at the end together, or her and Brandon sitting on the couch at the end at the end together. Like who looks the best? Who do I think it's going? Like I'm really trying to like figure out who it's gonna be. And it's driving me crazy. I don't know. I just ah I really want to know, <laughs> but I, I, and I, I really don't think there are a lot of spoilers out there. So even yeah. if I did want to dive into spoilers, which I do not, I don't think I'd find a lot out there. So I don't, I don't know if this season has been spoiled yet. It's been something else, Sarah, because I feel like I went from knowing everything and getting a little bit bored there with just like kind of the repetitive nature of Claire and Dale for a couple episodes to totally this rose ceremony had me like on pins and needles. I had no idea who was going home. I know. I, I have no idea who she likes the most. I'm surprised every episode that she seems to have a connection with one dude and not this yeah. dude. So I just think she's doing her own thing. She and is. It makes it more fun to watch. I'm having a yeah. lot of fun. Um, so let's let's get through. Let's see. The next thing that happened was Sydney and Becca show up. Uh, which so we, fi- we finally okay. know we finally know why Becca was there because there was a lot of speculation that like Becca was on site right after she breaks up with mm-hmm. Garrett. Oh my god! Like, are there three bachelorettes now? Like, what's going <laughs> on? So now, so now we know. So now that like situation is is, is uh, explained. Yeah. So she was there for a group date, oh. which I thought. I thought this was kind of it was fun. It was interesting. Uh, it was it was different. I yeah. thought it was a little weird because they, I mean, she wasn't really spending time with them. Um, she was just like having them run around. Uh, yeah, I know it was. I and I I wasn't quite sure if it was in was it a obstacle course, a truth or dare, a. It was just a bunch of dares. Yeah, was, I think it was. It was, weird. it was. It kind of like. Do you have you ever watched One Tree Hill? No, I've never seen that. Um, so there's like one episode where it's, it's like dare night. And so it's just, they just have a bunch of dares they have oh, to get through. Okay. And that it kind of reminded me of that episode of One Tree Hill. And it's just, you just have to get through it, take a picture of it. And then not, that, and not that anyone really got a prize at the end. It was just you either do it or you don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I didn't get. That's why, look, I, anytime Becca can be back on this show and on my TV screen, I am 100% for it. She is my all-time crush in Bachelor world. 100%. I think that she is a goddess. 
Mm-hmm. She like walks on air. I know she's had some questionable choices in life. Okay, Sarah, I know. But oh no, just- <laughs> I, I honestly to say, I I forgot how much I loved her and yeah, how fun, she's great. fun and, and bubbly she was. Yep. I I hope we see more of her in the future now her. that she's kicked, now that she's kicked Garrett to the yes. curb and we've gotten gotten him out of the picture. I actually have been wondering. Now that we've been seeing more of Jason in the spotlight, if she's ever like, oh, man, I wish I'd pick Jason, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, well, maybe we'll find out. But, yeah, I thought this was a fun little thing. The orgasm noise thing was funny. You got the guys involved. That was a riot. Yeah, that was cute. You know, the drinking nasty stuff. That was like fear factor thing. That was kind of funny. But it was like, it was just like something to do. And, you know, it was kind of silly. The real stuff kind of got down at the nighttime date Mm -hmm. where I think a couple dudes for me are starting to get on my nerves. So I'm just going to go out and say it. Bennett and Blake can both just leave. Ed, too, is getting on my nerves. Ed was had some funny parts, but... Bennett is like, he's really becoming very arrogant and it, it was kind of fun in the beginning, but uh, he's getting on my nerves and Blake you know is a little creepy I'm, to me. I am totally with you on that. And it bra- it breaks my heart to say that Bennett is starting to get on my nerves because I really did like him in the yeah. beginning. And I, I just thought he was harmless and funny and like, oh, he's like, oh, I went to Harvard. But I just like, I just think he's starting to be too much now. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's just like the only way I can describe it. Yeah. It's just like, it's like, give it a rest, dude, you know? And it's, it's just, it's over the top. It's annoying. It, and it's just, it, you, you're exactly right. He's just getting on my nerves. Yeah. Well, how about Blake? Blake is creepy. Yeah. I can't stand to look at his beard one more day. No, it's creepy. You're <laughs> <laughs> right. The beard's creepy. I just, I just find him creepy, and he, and I just, I just did not, I just didn't like his conversation with Tasha. He's like, I have a great relationship with all of my exes. Like, I just, I always treat women well, and blah blah blah. And I just like, I'm like, I just, obviously, mm-hmm. I, you know, we don't know, we don't know anything about him. Obviously, but I just like, uh, yeah. I. I just don't like his vibe. <laughs> Me neither. We feel the same. But one person who I really do like. And who she seemed to have a really nice connection with is Zach. The yes. little pool scene they had. He also ends up getting the rose. I really like this dude. And now um, I do have some info on him that my wife found out on the Reddit. Should I share it? Oh. It's not spoilers. Oh, you mean about like where he works and everything? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so my wife said that I was correct and that okay. he has spoken extensively of his own struggles with addiction previous in his life now she read this on reddit we i have not you know double checked it or anything because i don't want to see spoilers Mm -hmm. um but it makes sense to me and now i do wonder if that's something that he's going to talk about on the show because i think that that would be interesting and it says something about him and good for him you know um Mm -hmm. but I, i just feel i feel like that's a part of his maturity he's he's he like when she joked about him being old, right? Mm-hmm. He just has a way about him that I think puts her at ease, right. and he seems like he's he's there, right? But he's also there for her, right? So I like this dude. He's coming on strong. Yeah, actually, it's 
I saw something online that made me laugh. A lot of people are comparing him to Nick Vial, and really? they're calling, yeah, they're calling him like a little bit of a a slightly creepy Nick Vial. I don't get but, the Nick thing. I think I I don't get that. I get him to be very who he is. I know, and and I I didn't get that at all either. But now that I've seen that. I can't get that out of my head, <laughs> and I I hate I hate that I that's all I see now, and I'm sorry if if that is now what you see now. I hope I hope not, um, but I do I do like him a lot. Um, I just thought that was an interesting um, an interesting take that folks had online. Yeah, that that is interesting. Yeah. I don't yeah. I don't really see it. Um, I don't I don't really see it yeah, either. I don't see it because like Nick seems to me like a guy whose personality is always amorphous that I can't really pinpoint it. And Zach is like just seems to be very upfront and like he's been through a lot of programs where he doesn't need the subterfuge, you know, like he's just like, this is how I feel. This is who I am. Yeah. Right. Uh, but then again, a lot of people feel like that's who Nick Vial is. That's how he yeah. is like, but he's not like that to me. Right. Um, you know, that's life. life. You read people differently. But um, speaking of reading people differently, Ed needed to read the directions on the map. Oh uh, this was a fun little skit where Ben gets his gets to have his moment. And I'm sure yeah. you were happy about that. And yes. Ed gets to act like a fool, which made me feel better because he was being such a jerk the past two episodes. And Chris Harrison looked completely bored by Ed and didn't want to even be doing this bit. <laughs> well, I did love like the at the end credits how they were showing yes. more of their time together. That that was fun. And, and Ed was like, "Can you start knocking before you come in yeah. to our suite?" Thanks. <laughs> um, but I mean, like I was saying earlier, clearly. The producers are like, oh, this guy Ed is uh, yep. gullible and or we can we just can clearly mess with him at the oh, my God, I the, literally the fact that he just was running all over the resort. I'm just like, what were they doing to you, buddy? Like, what was going on? It was funny. It was silly. Um, when he knocked on the and it had to have been a setup because. Oh, yeah, it, they. When he knocked on the door and Chris Harrison was like, why are you here? And he was like, uh, I thought Tasha was here. <laughs> right? like, he's like, no, this is my room. <laughs> like, It didn't even make sense. You know, it's like they didn't rehearse it enough before, right? Like he could have said you would know where Tasha is or something. Um, but that was funny. But then you're Ben. I did not really have a feel for him previous to this episode though i know that you liked him mm -hmm. i think yeah. that they i but i do think i was right about her being annoyed because she really liked him mm -hmm. and i think that oh, yeah. that came out and she kind of said that too right oh yeah like i really wanted to spend time with you so i think that he's another guy i think she likes these kind of more maybe cerebral or like thinking type guys, you know, mm -hmm. like she like does. What's that? Like a JPJ. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She just, I think she, and, and Ben seems like a guy who really like considers things, yeah. you know? Absolutely. So I like him. I, I like, I think he's definitely in the running. Oh, for sure. He's yep. definitely up there. And I think she was very appreciative 
obviously, of him coming by. Also, the fact that he had kept it a secret, I'm curious if it's going to come out and if that's going to cause some drama. Me too. I'm glad you mentioned that because they had that soundbite where he's like, no one else knows. And then they didn't mention it again. Yeah. But yeah, like next episode, because these guys are getting silly. Like they're still upset that Noah jumped. Oh, now you want to jump on the next date, which was silly. You know, Um, I just felt like that could definitely become something. Oh, he's stealing time, blah, blah, blah. But um, he definitely learned his lesson because when we jump forward to the cocktail party before the rose ceremony, he sits at the end of the couch. And as soon as she's done talking, she's like, okay, he's like, can I talk to you? (laughs) He's like, I "I heard your message loud and clear. And all the other guys, all the other guys are like respectful of that because they, they know what happened at the last group date. So, but so they don't think anything of it. Yeah. And I think that's interesting. Yeah. They showed a couple guys say that. And I wonder if like you're saying, those are going to be the guys who find out about the sneaking and get mad. Now we're mad at them, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And also uh, Brendan, <laughs> got you some had to pause. All right. You had to pause for a second and make sure you had, like, had it right. I said it right. He got not a lot of time this episode, but just enough to remind us he is, I think, still number one. You think he's number one? I do. I think he's number one. I think she had a lot of time, but I think when they sat down, there mm-hmm. was just like a a familiar hour. I can't say yeah. that. You know what I mean? They they knew each other. They got yeah. along. She was happy. He was happy. I just, I did just something about that dude that I really like him, and I think they make a good couple. I don't know, maybe I'm going to yeah. get my heart broken here. He he had a lot of points of like narration this episode. Yes. They were coming to him, and I, I'm always curious how those scenes come about. It's like because they seem very forced, you know. And so I'm mm-hmm. wondering if the producers are like, "Hey guys, why don't you uh, just give a quick recap of what's what's going on right now?" You know, and uh, yeah, those. The conversations like that feel very forced, um, but that I feel like that's really the most we got from Brendan this episode. So it's interesting that you think that he's number one with Tasha, but I could see how you would think that. So he get he did get the first one on one on one right with her. Yeah, yep. He got and, the first yeah, one. Yeah, and they. I mean, they do always have a good spark when they're together. Yeah. Like I said, I'm I'm always trying to like envision who's sitting on the couch with her at the end, you know, after the final rose at the moment. I don't know. I, I keep going back and forth, but I don't know. I, don't, I can't decide. It's t- I'm telling you this season, we, this is really great stuff so far because how many times did we know it was like, okay, it was, it's either going to be this person or this person. You know what I mean? This yeah. really has, there are four or five guys that she really seems to click with. The only reason I say Brendan is because I think Brandon, 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 Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> it's because that, um, I just feel like there is just a relaxedness that they have around each other. That's where they, fair. They just seem like very comfortable with each other. And, um, yeah. for me, at least I think that's a good sign that she's going to, she is going to put effort into it, you know, going mm-hmm. forth. Um, but I wish we had seen more 
And I wish we would have been able to have a cocktail party, but mm-hmm. mustache man who I kind of liked last episode turns out to be a real jerk. This episode, yeah. I and, knew he was going to be true. Uh, I mean, come on. This was like, this was such baby stuff. The way mm-hmm. he twisted it into how he was angry that they didn't trust her and then really kind of exploited Tasha's vulnerabilities, right? Yeah. To get her angry. It was just a mess and it was annoying. And I just hope that guy goes home very soon. Sadly, I just, I think Tasha is into Noah for whatever reason. And I, I think he's going to be sticking oh. around for a while. And it Bad. was childish. It was like when he when he started saying all of that, I had to like think back to myself. I was like, "Am I forgetting?" Yes, thank you. I was like, "Did I completely miss something?" And then I was like, "Nope, I'm pretty sure he's just trying to start drama." Exactly. I was. Yeah, it, I. Me too. I. I was sitting there and I was like, "Do I need to rewind this? Like, yeah. did, is this so? Is this some fucking complex conspiracy theory that I have to?" I have to do like a JFK note board or something like that to figure out what he's saying. I they're mad because I went on the date, but then they're really mad because you gave me the rose and they're questioning your judgment. And it was like, dude, you are a he's a mind fucker. Mm-hmm. And that to be able to construct that narrative is not a positive personality trait. Okay, that is like, no, bad. And then she cancels the cocktail party, which I found was annoying because she's really getting to know people. Um, We jump right into the rose ceremony. I had no idea who was going home. Honestly, like when she only had one rose left and I saw who didn't have a rose, I was so sad because I was like, oh, my God, we're about to lose some awesome guys. Yeah. And we, and we, well, I was shocked that she sent Jason home. I was shocked. I, I thought he'd be sticking around for a while. Mm, I was, what I was surprised is that both Ed and Jason made it through because I, I was feeling like last rose ceremony in the middle of last episode was like a producer, keep them both around so she can mm-hmm. toss them both later. But they didn't even really build that up. And yeah, Chasen goes home. It was Chasen and our man Joe. I was so sad to see Joe go. That was annoying. He had such a funny moment when he read the date card, too. He's just, yeah. I like that dude. He, he's gonna. He's definitely going to be on Paradise. With, oh, for sure. Um, oh, yeah. Jordan, who I thought was okay in the beginning, but then they, he, he got did not get the best edit because he every time they went to him he was whining about something i i didn't i wasn't a big fan of his by the time he went i didn't really care that he was cut i yeah i liked him at the beginning i feel like we just didn't really get yeah. a ton a ton of time with true, him true um so i i was sad i wanted to get to know him more um so i'm sad to see him go and then Boy Ben Kenny. Kenny. He said, bye, bye, bye. Oh, my God. (laughs) That was was good. That was good. I knew you'd like that. I knew you'd like that. Well done. That's in sync, right? Yes. All right. Which which side note, 
I saw a TikTok the other day where some some young child called NSYNC NSYNC. <laughs> and I almost threw up when I heard that. Well, you know, I mean, and- hey, people today are called like C4D4 or something. I mean, you know, you can't blame the kid. No, I can blame the kid. He he does not have the privilege to listen to NSYNC if he does not know how to pronounce their name. Man, that's that is kind of funny. (laughs) I'll tell you what, my son does stuff like that all the time, and it cracks me up. He was just watching some uh, Disney show, and he was like, "That's from Fortnite," and I was like, "No." That's Wolverine, dude. Oh, that's <laughs> not from. I know it's in Fortnite, but it's not from Fort. I was just like, I give up. You just have to. You just you see when you're old like me, you're getting older. When you're old like me, you just gotta let it go. And I know. I, mean, I, mm, you know? I certainly feel my age from time to time, especially on TikTok. Some of these things <laughs> I see on TikTok, I'm like, oh god. Let me tell you, um, I just listen. I was on iTunes and I listened to some sisters, Charlie and something or other, that are TikTok. Yeah. Charlie DeMello or whatever. Yeah. I I was like, it's like two people having a phone conversation with like, oh my God. Yeah. Really? No way. Yeah. So anyway, uh, and it's like, okay. I I went down a rabbit hole of all of that (laughs) drama and I, and I did not realize I needed to go down a rabbit hole. Hey, we're sitting here on a bachelorette podcast. Who should we, we shouldn't talk, right? Like, I know, I know we've. Glass houses, right? Exactly. You find your yeah. own way. You find your own communities. And, uh, but we will say bye, bye, bye to boy band Kenny. And I guess to this episode too, overall good episode. I'm enjoying it. I'm looking forward to where we're going. And if you notice Tasha two or three times wore a silky top. So keep on. I did, I'm, I'm, I did notice that. See, that's her style. I like it. Silky yeah. Since you pointed out, I was like, Oh, Axel was right. Yeah. That's her style. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I am a silky top fan. Um, <laughs> any other commentary on this episode? No, I just overall solid episode, you know, shocked that she kept Ed around sad to see Joe go. Um, but looking forward yep. to next week for sure. Me too. All right, Sarah, take us out. All right. Thanks everyone for joining us. Connect with us on Instagram at batch it up underscore pod. And as always, please rate, review, and subscribe. One of the best parts about podcasting is getting to know the listeners and making new friends. And one of those friends is Andy. You may have heard me mention him before on one of our many podcasts. And Andy and his wife, Claire, are looking to adopt. So if you or anybody you know is considering adoption for their baby, please consider the loving family of Andrew and Claire. They're a home study approved adoptive family of three living on a farm in southern Minnesota with a dog, Barney, and two turtles. They're able to adopt from anywhere in the United States and would love to answer any questions you may have. To learn more about them, check out their Facebook page at Andrew and Claire Adopt or on Instagram at Andrew underscore and underscore Claire underscore Adopt. You can also email them at Andrew and Claire Adopt at gmail.com. 
So again, if you or anyone you know is considering adoption for their baby, reach out at andrewandclaireadopt at gmail.com. Thanks.